0: Away we go! Welcome back to Motor and Millennials with
1: Anthony Lucci
0: and Zach Rothenberger. Zach, how are we doing tonight?
1: Oh, we're great. How about you?
0: Good, good. Talking cars. Yeah, right. I mean that's what we do best. Just
1: talking cars, drinking, drinking beer, <laughs> seltzers, whatever, something, <laughs> something to stimulate our minds. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And
0: that you can burn in the fuel tank sometimes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, high octane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what do we have on the agenda for today? Yeah. So tonight. Today, we are talking about tips on preparing your car for the upcoming winter season and just winter storage in general. I hate winter. Yeah. Oh, me too. It (laughs) means you can't go for a ride, right? Or go to the track.
0: No, but like kind of going back to what you were saying in the last episode when we were talking about perceptions of drag racing, it's a good time you can sit in your car and get familiar with everything around your car, close your eyes and think of the warmer months.
1: That lie ahead. Yeah. And it's also good because, you know, your car might need a break, right? Yeah. I need to get, uh, some refreshing. I'll we'll
0: need some rest here. And then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the engine might need some, uh, get refreshed, um, or just in general car care, you know, time to upgrade your ride or just, you know, take it easy on her and, uh, just keep her, keep her fresh. And we're going to go through some, uh, some tips and tricks on what you should do during the winter months for, for storage, uh, for, from a storage perspective, both mechanically and, um, just general topics that things uh you should be aware of when, when the upcoming uh, winter months hit, especially here in the Northeast, because I have a feeling we're going to have a snowy winter. Unfortunately. Yeah, un-
0: unfortunately, mm-hmm. we've been, we've been spared the last few months, or I'm sorry, the last few years, but yeah, um, I don't I don't know about this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I think the Farmers Almanac's calling for a, a wet one or like a rainy, you know, snowy one. I might but,
0: just stay in bed. Yeah, hey, like, me too all winter. work from work from bed eat from bed we'll hibernate hibernate (laughs) yeah we'll hibernate in the garage (laughs) or in the garage with the cars perfect
1: perfect (laughs) so so let's kick off with some some mechanical things we we need to consider when um, preparing our car for winter storage uh what do you have for us
0: yeah i think big thing that's always on my mind is uh making sure your fuel tank is filled up um specifically in older vehicles that have steel tanks um, moisture, you got to remember your cap is always vented to the atmosphere. So, moisture can enter the fuel system and moisture will um, gather on the top of the tank and that'll ultimately rot your tank out. And plus, you'll have water in your, your fuel system. So, good thing to get is um Bill. They make a lot of great products that um, for fuel treatments. And I also like the ethanol treatments as well, even in the newer vehicles. That might have a plastic fuel tank because um, the ethanol um, does eat away at components in your fuel system. So put that in, fill your car, your tank up one last time, and run run your engine a little bit to get that circulating through all the um, in inside all the lines and your fuel injectors or your carburetor, um, and you know make sure you have that in. Um, So that's usually a good tip that I like.
1: Yeah, I mean the fuel is essentially like the blood of your car right? right so yeah make sure it's clean and it's not um doesn't go bad and you know when a car sits for a long period of time it's easy for the fuel to go stale or go yeah. bad because like yeah. you said it does vent so it, that's that's a great point about putting a, a fuel stabilizer in your your fuel tank of your car uh, sounds it's absolutely necessary
0: yeah what about what do you think what's usually a good one uh a good winter storage tip
1: yeah speaking of Uh, fluids that are important for your car, I would say obviously like an oil change. Um, Mm -hmm. It's always nice just having fresh oil in your engine to begin with. And, you know, when you know, if you're not gonna be able to start your car up for just say several months over the winter, it's always nice to know that when you do start up come that spring morning or spring afternoon, um, that it's on fresh oil and a fresh oil filter and it's, it's clean. It's not old oil that's been sitting around for, you know, the last several months or, numerous weeks. Um it's just it's just gonna to know to keep keep the fluids clean and um and yeah, just you know, like we said, it's kinda like the blood of the you know, oil fuels like the blood of the yeah. car. You need to make sure it's you're healthy with and,
0: and even yeah. if you don't I I mean I know with one of my cars I don't know if I put a hundred miles a year on the car. Yeah. But even you know like I always think like after like nine months you need to change the oil. You know, because it does gather dirt um you know and that's even inside the engine especially older engines that might have some sludge build up you want to you want to drain that out you don't want to just keep you you know go several years with the same oil even if you don't put many uh miles on the car so that's one thing you definitely want to do like zach was saying um another good one is to always make sure that all your fluids are topped off including your coolant um if you do have Um, water in your cooling system flush that out and put any freeze in for the winter time, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially with race cars. Uh, I've heard many horror stories where uh, fellow racers have put their car in in a trailer or just a non, (laughs) yeah, just a non climate controlled uh, garage or trailer uh, in the off season. And they forget to drain the water out of their cooling system in the block. And they put, you know, they forget to to take the water out and put any freeze in and Lo and behold, their their block uh, cracks oh, yeah. because of it. And
0: nice uh, ice cube tray. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's an ice cube tray and an expensive one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, that you know it's uh, yeah. That's that's probably one of the most important ones out of all of these tips, which you know t- to follow. Um, another thing is, in speaking of the engine, is um, and this might be more for a race car perspective, but just in general, if you know you're not going to be using an engine for a while. Make sure you take the spark plugs out mm-hmm. and fog it. they call it with uh, with w d forty so the way the cylinder walls are are lubricated and they're not they don't rust um, some cylinder walls will rust if you know there's nothing done from that perspective.
0: You know what the main ingredient in w d forty is Oh, what's that fish oil really. Yeah, so that's like, why it's
1: such a good lubricant because you got to take your fish oil over
0: the winter too. Yeah, I was going to say, I take those
1: pills sometimes. <laughs> yeah, me too, so. yeah. Oh, good to know. And make your joints feel better. For omega-3, it helps, it helps the joints. Yeah. It helps the cylinder walls. <laughs> so. Yeah, keep up with the fish oil and the WD-40. That's for sure. Um, Speaking of, you know, other some other things, uh, I think from electrical in an electrical perspective, you want to tend to your battery, right? Yeah, that's, that's a too. great
0: point. Yeah, because... Um, especially in the, when it gets cold out, um, you 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 could leave the battery out. And if you, if you have a long winter, that's really, really low temperatures all winter long. You you don't want to start your car up, even if it does crank over, you, you don't want to have your alternator charge the battery from being almost close to dead. I mean, that's not good. Um, so you, that puts a lot of strain on your overall charging system. So um, make sure you use the battery tender um and i mean you know there, there's a bunch out there right that you yeah. can you can use and just plug into an yeah. outlet right
1: yeah and if if you have like a, a newer muscle car where there's a lot of electronics involved mm-hmm. um, and tuning it's important that you don't let your battery die because when it dies when you try to when you recharge it to start it kind of it has to relearn yeah the tune on its own again. yeah so it's it's crucial that you keep a battery tender on it if you're not able to start your car, you know, every so often it's crucial to be able to, uh, tend it and charge it.
0: Yeah. And you don't want to constantly be, um, you know, having your battery have uh, to reconnect it because a lot of the newer cars, you're waking all the computers up and they don't like that, that they, they don't no. like to constantly be turned off, turned on, tur- turned off, turned on. Yeah. You know, you, you want to make sure that's, Nice and steady. (laughs) Yeah.
1: A battery tender is like a control alt delete. for For the newer muscle cars. Right. Instead of just shutting it down the hard way by holding the power button. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Um, Another good one is uh, your suspension components. Um, It's a good time to get under your car and make sure everything's lubed up. Um, So that way, when you do bring your car out um, in the spring, um, all that's ready to go and um, you have all your... um, whether it's your tie rods or um, anything, you know, underneath your car on the drive shaft, anything that you can lubricate, make sure you get under there with a grease gun and make sure that it's
1: properly lubricated. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, a big theme with a lot of these has been fluid based or lubrication based um, because like these parts are mechanical for the most part, right? So you can't just have metal on metal or old lubrication oil uh things along that line it's not as your car doesn't appreciate as much as it would a fresh yeah you know fresh um fresh lubrication fresh oil things like that and uh another thing from an engine perspective and this might be this is geared towards depending on what kind of camshaft you have so if you have a hydraulic camshaft this doesn't really concern uh concern you But if you have a a strictly a roller camshaft, um, it could be, and if you know your engine could be sitting for a long period of time, it's not a must do, but it's, it's, uh, it would be helpful to back your valve springs Mm -hmm. off. So that way there's no seat pressure or no valve spring pressure. So your valve springs and your cam are kind of relaxing, if you will. There's no pressure within the engine. Um, Again, hydraulic camshaft, you don't have to worry about that. But yeah. if it's a roller or a like high performance engine, it could be could be helpful, and beneficial.
0: That's for our racers out there that you know they they tuck their engines in with a baby blanket and and a bottle at night too. That's right. But nothing wrong with that. We you know we're, we we love we love you know racers like that.
1: That's right. We love that. We're all about the high performance.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, kind of like Zach was saying. I mean, it just it, I think a big thing is just do a good thorough inspection on your car. Um, you know, and, uh, another good thing is see what's broken, uh, fix what, you know, it, come up with a plan. Is, is there stuff that's broken that you're going to fix over the winter or upgrade over the winter? Or is it really going to wait until the springtime? Um, because you want to have a plan, um, winter. I know for me personally can seem like longer than yeah. the, the spring, summer and fall it seems like the longest time of the year and you just can't wait to get to when the warmer weather hits and you're back out on the road cruising and you're at the track. There's, there's nothing quite like it. Um, So do a thorough inspection, you know, and, and figure out a plan on, uh, you know, what's going on with your car and what needs attention.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And uh, similar to along with those lines is if you're able to, if you have access to your car, try to start it up and Mm -hmm. keep the fluids moving, you know, Put it in reverse, put it in low gear, drive it back and forth a little bit, just start it up to keep the fluids moving. And that way, you know, your parts aren't just stagnant sitting there with stress and pressure, um, over the extended months, or even if you had to have it sit for a year, just, uh, it's always important to keep the fluids moving and just like your body, you want to exercise it a little bit. Right. So that being said, Can you
0: imagine if you sat in one spot? Yeah. Right. All winter? Sitting
1: on this <laughs> stool for 10 minutes, it's uh—it's killing me. Let alone all winter, I can't even imagine.
0: But saying that brings us to our
1: next motoring moment. Oh, that's right, the next motoring moment. Yeah,
0: so tip, and this is for whether um, you're, you're storing your car over the winter, something to think about, or if you're for your daily driver throughout the winter. too. Um, so when the temperature drops every 10 degrees, you can lose about 1 to 2 PSI in each tire um, so that can be quite significant I mean we think about it, when you're going from 80 degree weather down to 20 degree weather mm-hmm. you may be even lower depending on where you live um, and the reason be- behind that is the air inside the tire condenses and it uses up less let up less space so mm-hmm. what do you need to do you need to put more air in your tires right. yeah. um, so don't don't neglect that I know throughout the winter I'm checking my <laughs> the air in my tires at least twice a week. I'm sorry, not twice a week, every two weeks. Um, Sometimes maybe twice a week when I'm a little crazy about it, but when it's really cold out, Um, but you want to make sure you're diligent on that. And if you do have a a race car or a a car that you're not moving throughout the winter, um, you want to make sure that, you know, you keep enough air in those tires. You don't want to get flat spots, right, Zach?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. You You don't want to do that. And all that causes more Stress, stress, and pressure on the chassis and suspension components as well. Um, one other little thing to add is, if you want to avoid that problem, you could always fill your tires up with nitrogen because mm-hmm. uh, they're not as uh, nitrogen-filled tires, and just nitrogen in general is not as affected, if at all, by uh, the climate around or right. the sunlight, lack of sunlight, temperature. It's hard to get that though. You know? Like I
0: know my truck came with that, yeah, and like I've never put nitrogen back in. But good, right? I mean even at the dealership, like they don't really promote that they fill them up with nitrogen. Yeah. So it's like, it kind of stinks. I even, I remember looking up like a nitrogen tank, like filler, you know, for And it's like, they're not cheap, no, they're <laughs> but, not cheap. but if you can find it, that's a great alternative.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a good alternative. Uh, hopefully they become more uh, readily available, Yeah, but we'll see what happens there. Right.
0: <laughs> so um talking about, having your car sitting in one spot like we were saying if if you do have your car on the ground make sure you pump the air up in the tires but even better is to put your car up on blocks or or jack stands um to make sure that you know your your suspension is holding the weight of the car all the time you want to give it a break here and then right
1: yeah yeah i mean imagine holding a holding a plank for for three or four months physically it's not too enjoyable right? right so yeah, absolutely. You need to, um, jack the car up, keep the, uh, you know, the wheels and just all that pressure and stress on your car. Just keep it, keep it off of that and, uh, let it relax if you will, is definitely a, a big one. Um, another thing that's might be non as non-mechanical is give it a good detail before you're putting it away for storage. Yep. If you want to, you know, you, it's nice to put a protective coat of wax on the body to help, you know, protect your car and bring out the best in its car before you put it away for, you know, a long period of time. Um, you always want to make sure you're protecting your investment and your investment being your paint.
0: Yes. So make sure you do your due, due diligence and, uh, yeah, give it, give it, show it some love um a clean car is a happy car yeah
1: exactly you want to give her a nice massage before you
0: put her. yeah exactly (laughs) and uh also while you're doing that open the damn door up vacuum the car out yeah you know don't don't just do the outside clean the inside up um i mean zach and i we don't have a wrapper anywhere to be found in our vehicles but or you know a water bottle Or or, or or crumbs anything like that but you know, if you do happen to have a snack when you're driving down the road, make sure you clean it up. Don't because then you're inviting mice inside your vehicle. Um, and especially under the engine bay too. Another good thing, clean out all leaves. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zach, I'm sure you can attest to this too. The amount of times you, someone opens their engine bay <laughs> and it is just caked with leaves. Like it literally, I cringe. Yeah. I mean, Oh, right. Oh, I
1: hate it. I, almost break my hand, my fingers in this crevice yeah. that I never knew existed. You got to I mean, go for the
0: needle nose yeah, to try to, yeah,
1: exactly. You need the needle nose <laughs> or look at all to help, help you get it through there. But uh, yeah, that's extremely important because no one wants any rodents chewing on no. any wires or peeing in your interior. Cause no. that is not a good smell or a good look mechanically <laughs> as uh, an appearance for wise. Right. Um, speaking of keeping rodents out, uh, cover your exhaust. if you know you're not going to be starting your car and you're going to be storing it in like a barn or a trailer or anything like that. They make they make covers for the for your exhaust tips or just put a rag in it and cover right. it up. Uh, you don't want any anything open and inviting anything to possibly make a nest in your exhaust. I
0: always did think it would be enter- interesting if you fired up like a car with like open headers and had something shoot out of it though.
1: <laughs> oh no! Anyway, well, I was watching a, uh, a show the other day where they redid a car, and they they started up with the original exhaust at first, and like mouse and rat. Oh, really? Blowing out everywhere from the in the exhaust. So
0: now, no, no animals were hurt during the making of this <laughs> podcast. That's right. No we animals wanna... were hurt. No, they were, <laughs> and, yeah, no.
1: Um, and we don't promote that. No, we want to keep them away yeah. from our car. That's all. Yeah,
0: have them in a safer spot. Um, Another thing is to condition your interior interior materials, whether it's your dash, your door panels, your seats, um, with the colder temperatures. Just like in the summer, with the hotter temperatures, the sun baking down on it, the colder temperatures are gonna, you know, put stress and can cause cracks in your interior. So you want to make sure you condition all your materials properly and clean them. Um, like I said, just have the car ready, clean and ready to go for the springtime ahead. Um, we want to talk a little bit about covers. I mean cuz yeah. sometimes it's important if your car is in a garage or strictly outdoors, I think it's important to have a cover on it to keep the dust off or if you don't have a garage, you definitely want to keep it covered to make sure that the the heavy rain and snow and the and the ice ahead, you know, don't get doesn't get in all the trim and everything like that because that, that can do damage to your vehicle, especially the older ones. What about when you, if you have like your car in a trailer um, outside?
1: Yeah, and and I learned this uh, mainly last off season slash winter uh, when I had my car in a in a trailer for four or five months. Um, So in those situations, you do not want to cover your car because that'll trap moisture underneath it, and Mm -hmm. you need to let your paint breathe, and you need to let your car kind of breathe and not be trapped by something in that in that situation where you're in more of a cooler environment without any climate control. Uh, another thing to take into consideration that when we talk about moisture in the air, in that type of situation, if your car is in a trailer and honestly, even if it's in a barn, I would do the same thing is get a bucket of, of charcoal and put it near your car. Yeah. So what that does is that draws the moisture away from your car and into the bucket of, the charcoal absorbs the moisture right. in the car. So it helps preserve, you know, your your nice interior or just your your paint. It helps kind of fight the moisture away.
0: I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that on a couple of my cars this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now right. uh, you me. said that. Well, it's it's getting there with temperature. Unfortunately. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, yep. starting to get a little nervous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but um, I, I think you know we touched on a lot of great topics. Um, I mean, I think one of the things also to to keep in mind is when you do get a warmer day, which typically here in Pennsylvania in the Northeast, we do typically in January, oddly enough, get a day that's like 60 degrees out, which I always look forward to. I'm like waiting for it to come around. Some winters it doesn't, but most of the times it does. Um, Take advantage of the warm days and make sure that your car isn't just sitting in one spot or not running for, you know, four or five, six months, you want to make sure that you're starting it up. Right. And you want to, if you have the, if there's no saw out on the roads, um, take it out for a quick spin. You don't have to go far. Yep. I mean, you can even just back the car out of the garage, yeah. go down your driveway, down your street and park it again. I mean, let it run for 15, 20 minutes and you're good.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And I think the big kind of theme with a lot of these, these mm-hmm. tips and uh, our motoring moment of this episode is neglect. Yeah. It's just don't neglect your car. Like, you know, as weird as it sounds, treat it as if it's a, a loved one, if you will. Yep. At the end of the day, they are loved ones in our lives. Right. So, and they don't talk back and they don't talk back. Yeah. You can <laughs> never really get in a fight. I mean, they might be hard to work on sometimes, right. you know, but at the end of the day they're there for you. Right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. And, and, uh, speaking of not neglecting your cars, don't neglect our social media pages. Give us yeah. a follow. Yeah.
0: Let, let us know your thoughts. Give us some comments and, Um, you know, spread the word, you know, we're trying to promote the sport of drag racing and the car hobby. Um, you know, the lifestyle, you know, like we said in many episodes, there's low barriers to entry to to really get into it. And we appreciate everyone listening. Um, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, download our, our previous episodes. And thanks for listening to this one. We'll have a lot more episodes coming out shortly. So stay tuned.
1: Yeah, keep on motor. Let's hit
0: it.